I'm Rebecca Roberts. Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hello, Rebecca. Hi, Harriet. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So, you've been advising me to buy a ring light. Why do I need a ring light? Oh, do you know, this is going to sound so vain. But like, yeah, I've got a ring light and I'm proud of it. A workshop I did last year was all, they were all being filmed on the speaker notes. It said, look, you don't have to buy loads of kit, but it would be really helpful if you did have a microphone. And also if you did have a ring light or be in front of a light. And so I was like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, that's fine. And I kind of went through some really simple things as well. Like actually, if you don't have a ring light and you're just using a normal light, if you have a white piece of paper in front of your laptop it can like light you a lot better but the ring light gives you like light consistency so in the recording like say if there was like sun and then it went dark you, you don't look like you're going in and out of a cloud I don't use it for meetings or anything but definitely for all like the presentations that I've been doing um, and then you look at all the awful news interviews with people looking like they're being held hostage looking down at their laptop it's not hard to give yourself good lighting and now my husband borrows it so I've just like outed him as a ring light fan and saying that Bruce Daisley has a audiobook on audible called no office required and in it Sam Hodges who's a partner of Freud's was sort of like the specialist talking to him about communications and sort of how to do media interviews and he talked about how sometimes people put so much emphasis on the background but they don't actually put emphasis on how they look in front of the camera and just getting the positioning right, having their sound right and all the other stuff. And it's really interesting because in The Atlantic as well, there was a article about how Americans are tired of looking really crap on Zoom. So they've all gone out and bought ring lights. It may seem like it's something trivial or it doesn't really matter, but I think a good ring light and a microphone can make such a difference. Even in internally when you're doing like a town hall or an all-staff meeting, um, especially if you're doing it like to the whole organisation, because there's times where people can be speaking and you can't hear what they're saying. You're like, I just wish they had a microphone or a proper headset. Because everything obviously went online and a lot of the workshops I was doing were now online, like I've brought... A, um, a desk stand so you're not looking down at screens I present better anyway when it's kind of at a better height and it's lit better my ring light was like 15 pounds and as much as people have called me vain for it and I do get a bit of stick yeah they, they wanted the links now <laughs> have, you, have you got one yet send me the link again and I'll get it but there is also on zoom um a beautify mode <laughs> it sounds ridiculous but it does make a difference as, as much as you know, we're all doing this whole thing of we're working from home, you know, we're being authentic and everything else. But if it's a recorded session or you're going on live TV in a media interview, you really do need to look your best. Which brings us nicely to today's topic and our five minutes, which is all about making your slides and presentations look amazing. So what do you do? I think it it links back to, you know, when we were talking about when you're doing speaking gigs, I think you've got to work on your content, but it's also about finding how you like to present. You might work for an organisation as branded templates and that's one thing, but sometimes when you're doing stuff for yourself, you might need to be able to share the slides after and you might need to send a compressed file. You might need to make it compatible to a client system and it to exist somewhere else. So I think finding out that is really useful. When I was working sport, everyone obsessed with Prezi, which 
He obviously jumps around quite a lot and it's quite mind mappy and it suits a certain style of presentation, but it also wasn't very compatible to send on afterwards. I think it just, I um, still use PowerPoint quite a lot because it is, I would say, used most amongst clients and it's most easy to convert into a, like a PDF after or whatever. I found a site called Slides Carnival and they have loads of really, really good um, branded templates by designers that you can just edit yourself uh, and tweak things and take things from. Um, and I, I feel like I don't necessarily have to do a lot to kind of integrate my branding on that and use my branded slides with some of their kind of clever stuff. And then I use Unsplash for a lot of rights-free images. I really like that. Canva do the same kind of stuff. Their templates for like graphs and more complex diagrams are a really good starting point. So they don't look like the the basic basic ones in PowerPoint. They just look like a bit of a better version. And designers will hate me saying this, but like if you've got a design that can do it, brilliant. I've got some like design slides, which are great. But of course, you'll get to a point where you need something that you don't have designed. So those are the two I go to. The only other one I've used a little bit is Powtoon, but I find that which is like a kind of cartoon animated type one. And again, it just goes back to time. Like you need to find something that you don't find hard to amend and do. That's what I do. What about you? So I use Canva majority of the time, but I do use Keynote as well because I've got a Mac. I think what you've said is really important about the branding because I find that I, because the Canva's got so much choice, it can get overwhelming and then you just for one presentation you're choosing one template for another presentation choosing another template and then you you lose your consistent brand so that's something I'm working on at the moment so when I do presentations they're all consistent but Canva does have like tutorials which are really really good and I agree with the Prezi point because you can't if someone wanted to pick something off your slides they couldn't just copy and paste them they have to type it all out and then it gets quite difficult for them whereas if it's a pdf or a powerpoint or google slides then it's so much easier i guess the other thing that i struggled with you know when you've got videos what i've had to do is download the videos embed them into the presentations rather than relying on youtube and switching between the two because it sometimes can get really really stressful so i like it when it all flows in one pinterest has got a lot of good inspiration so when i'm like doing something you know when you're watching tv and you don't really need to watch the tv you can do something else i'll go on pinterest and i'll like pin a couple that i find that are really really good you do have to be careful about what you're sharing and credit sources as well the other thing that i found quite useful i used like a template and i put it on SlideShare because that's really easy to embed in your linkedin and and just for it to exist there and like link to it so linkedin's actually really good if you've got presentations that you want to exist in a nice format on linkedin the other thing is about how much you put on the slide because i think sometimes people do vomit where they want to put everything and then it gets so busy but i think also at the same time is if the slides are too sleek yeah two like they're from apple one word on the slide it can get a bit confusing if somebody hasn't attended the session i think you just need to find that right balance there was a workshop i did last year like it's a japanese style of presentation and i'll find it for the show notes i'm blatantly going to say it wrong where you literally have 20 seconds per slide you have to have one main image you can't put too many words on it so it's meant to be quite like really fast paced as you go through ideas so it is designed for you to talk through rather than have too much on your slides. So it's like a particular style. But yeah, if like someone saw that presentation after with no speaking, it would literally make no sense. So you're there as the speaker on it. So I think that's important just to work out how that's being done. But I would say from like having seen a lot of teaching resources, so teachers kind of being forced into doing like online lessons. And there was one from an author um, this week that I saw that 
that my kids loved and it had a bit of interaction but do you know what it was so good because we've been so used to just watching and I just think people are really fatigued they're just kind of watching slightly adult from it all just to get people a bit relaxed and a bit interactive makes people wake up and sort of focus on what you're talking about a bit more I think that's really important as well as having great content and not putting too much on there yeah and and like even when I do my workshop I try and put breakout rooms in in between so people can go away and discuss with other people try and put videos in there try and put polls you've just got to try and get people engaged and motivated to do it but what was really interesting I did a session for people like us and their thing is that they get you to do your presentation in three minutes and it's about a campaign and you have to really really practice and you just got to put your key points on your slide the campaign was about how you did it and what you achieved or what you learned but now I can do the same presentation at any varying length in those three time frames I think that's a really good way of doing it you sometimes need presentation formats for, for all of that, that that you can kind of turn to Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned today will be in the show notes. We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes. You can DM us or contact Harriet at commsobercoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us. Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at Harriet Smallies.